Wave Tribe, what is happening? Double D coming to you from Ojai, California. I hope you are amazing. Speaking of amazing, we just had a few weeks of epic swell. So many good days here in Southern California. Very blessed to to live in this beautiful land and to receive the energy of the ocean, Madre Tierra. Gracias. Gracias, Madre Tierra. Yes, I hope you got waves wherever you are at in the world. And today's guest gets epic waves all the time. His name is Leslie, and he lives in Jeffreys Bay, South Africa, one of my favorite waves on the planet. If you ever get a chance, please go there. It is such an amazing place. But today we speak to Leslie about Surf Neutral, which is a global website for shapers and surfers. So basically he's connecting shapers with surfers and surfboards and who doesn't like to look at surfboards and and talk with shapers. Amazing podcast, super stoked to have Leslie on the show today and please welcome Leslie from South Africa. And me as a surfer traveling here, I always ding my board, you know. So traveling yeah. with boards, we all know it's it's always so I said, listen, I have a problem here where me as a surfer traveling with boards, dinging those things all the time. And then we have the shapers that basically don't have time to build websites so, and stuff like that. So what if I built a blueprint for them so they can get an own website onto a platform where they can post their yeah. boards, keep track of their boards, keep track of the riders of their boards, and as such, build history on their of their boards. Saltwater High, what's up? I've got Leslie from South Africa today. So stoked to meet you, bro. How are you? I'm doing fine, Dirk. I'm doing fine yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well, bro. Yeah, we just got a swell in today, so I'm I'm kind of stoked. It's been a bad winter uh, so oh, yeah, far. So a, uh, it, it was a bad yeah, summer seen, this far. Eh? Was it bad? Yeah. Yeah, yesterday we scored some uh, some waves, so that was cool. And there were some little peelers this morning, but uh, some logging waves, so that was okay, kind of fun. Nice. But, uh, are you yeah, are you in J Bay? Yeah, we are. We are in J Bay. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I love that place. It's such. That, oh, I think too. that's one of my f- favorite waves in the world for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. We arrived here like six six years ago, and. Uh, we never left. That's uh, that's how it went. Wow, wow, that's amazing, bro. Yeah. So, uh, what's it like there these days? I mean, is it um, you know, are I, I don't imagine there are too many travelers in South Africa with COVID. Well, there are a few. Uh, there's a few uh, travelers here, but not too much any any oh, now. Not too much because uh, we just passed uh, the summer holidays so we had like uh, four weeks of uh, summer the kids were out of school and stuff so yeah there was quite a busy in town a lot of not all yeah. surfers but a lot of farmers from the country uh, pulling in uh, into their holiday holiday homes here in here in town so yeah, um, yeah it was kind of busy but uh, since uh, today actually it's all kind of cleared out and, and yeah things are getting and back what are uh, the- to normal 
Yeah. And what are the protocols like? I mean, do you have to wear masks and that sort of thing or have like, how? Uh, yeah. what's the environment like? Yeah, here it's, uh, here it's kind of okay. Here it's, uh, we wear masks in the shop, obviously. Uh, but, but apart from that, everything is open. We can go to a restaurant. We don't need to give any COVID passes or anything. So that's uh, lucky us uh, on, on that part. I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's a bit more relaxing than uh, than what you guys are going through, uh, I reckon. Yeah, I hear your doggy back there. That's awesome. So it's, tell uh, it's me a little. The birds. <laughs> oh, is that the birds? Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. So tell me a little bit about how you got to um, to South Africa, like because you're from Belgium originally, right? I'm from Belgium, exactly. So I yeah, was born yeah. in Austin, so uh, close to the sea. My granddad was a fisherman, so I think uh, we all had the ocean a bit in our blood. And um, yeah, I started surfing since 1998, actually. But I had a job like uh, most of us, like uh, in the IT industry. I worked for Verizon Business, actually, for, uh, for almost nine years. And then actually I went uh, into... And to start a business is working for a, for an incubator, and oh. yeah, it was of course kind of a hard hard job. You know, sometimes we did two jobs. I managed a team in, in Egypt, Dubai, um, of of software engineers, and yeah, sometimes uh, working with American people. So you have you don't have like a a real nine to five job. You know, you're working like day and night and. And and all of a sudden, yeah, you you get kids. I have two lovely daughters, so I said, well, my daughters didn't see me. And actually, one day she said that to me, Dad, I don't see you. So I said to my boss uh-huh. at the time, then uh, I'm I'm gonna take some time off, you know, like a year sabbatical. Yeah. I want to have a year of uh, of sabbatical and I go to Australia, actually. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, oh, long story short. Uh, during that year, yeah, no, I tell gave me, a we got time to yeah. do that, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and during that year, uh, my boss started uh, this this company called Refault Foundation, which was based uh, a block a blockchain company, uh, building like a Refault token for an independent internet, and uh, yeah, he found some people um, all over the world that could help him in this project, so. So he called me and he said, listen, uh, come to South Africa. We're going to do something here. And But yeah, then a lot of politics got involved. And, and I said, listen, we're going to do some things remote. And we, I just need to have some time for, for me and my family. And uh, yeah. so so I had that sabbatical year. And then I I've, I've came to J-Bay. And I fell in love with uh, with with... But the vibe here, the wave, the, the climate, the, yeah. Oh, and that's that's how one year came, two year, and, and the second year we we decided to stay here, you know, and to migrate um, to Jeffreys Bay. So so we got our visas sorted, we got everything right. So now we're permanent residents of uh, of South Africa. Wow, which is which is basically uh, pretty awesome for us as a as a family. But yeah, yeah. to to. To be able to stay here, you need to have your work visas and stuff like that. So that's all worked out. Also, part due to serve neutral action. So, yeah, 
Great. That's a great story, man. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there are many listeners out there that think about this sort of lifestyle. You know, that's one of the reasons that I started this podcast is it seems to be a common story, right? People, you know, they they think that their life should be one way. They should work, you know, like dogs and, you know, forego any kind of happiness and not see their family. And kind of one day they wake up and they realize, well, wait a sec, you know, the whole, the whole reason I started surfing was because I felt a certain freedom inside of myself and I no longer feel that. And, and it sounds to me like you had exactly. one of those moments, right? Where you were like, yeah, exactly. this is Listen, not this. Yeah. Get the goosebumps when you tell it, uh, but it's exactly yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. So, so, yeah, and then you come here and you, you meet amazing people and you think about all the travels you've done. Because uh, I've been traveling every single day of holiday I've took uh, in my career was dedicated to surfing or snowboarding, you know? Yeah. So and then you come here and look at the people and, and, and speak with the, the people and, you know, and try to be ah, and, and make something new, you know, try to get a new direction in your life. Yeah. And for for us, that was uh, that was surf neutral. And uh, yeah, my wife, she's a physio, so she was a physio in Belgium. So that you can do everywhere uh, across the world. So, so now she's Great. doing that here. So yeah. And is is there a a a large expat community in, in Jeffrey's Bay or there aren't that many people like you that, you know, just uprooted their whole life and moved there? Well, I have to say since, since the Corona um, thing happened uh, two years ago, um, we have, we see a lot of people moving in, you know, for us, we arrived here six years ago, almost seven this year. So, so yeah, we saw, also quite some influx of people now also but more like people from cape town people from durban pulling in uh, less from durban but yeah. from cape town that want to avoid the cold water there and they rem- work from home they work remote anyway so now we have also a little place here in town called the green room which is a shared working space where people can go okay. and hire a desk and you know have good internet connections and stuff like that so so that's that's all part of of the little community since uh, since COVID happened, and and you basically see a lot of uh, interest in, in in this area. Yeah, yeah that's mm. great. I've always I, when I first I mean I first went to J Bay probably in the early two thousands, and um, it's one of those places where as soon as I pulled up, I was like, oh, I feel like this is home. You know, it was it's such a. Yeah, I have to say, I don't it's, know, just the, it's. Yeah, it's a bubble, eh? It's a if if you drive out of town thirty k's, or you go to Saint Francis, obviously there is also a very nice community. And but if you drive like a, a bit further around, away from these parts, you come in a whole other Africa. You know, everything is it's all so concentrated in in this area. And yeah. yeah. And that's what I like, you know. You drive seven minutes, and even yesterday I was telling my wife, check these mountains, you know. It's like amazing. It's an amazing place, and you're just going to. You drive seven minutes, and you're like in the middle of nowhere, and that's what I really love about about this this wonderful town here. Yeah, yeah. And has the water gotten more crowded with the new people coming in, or 
not so much. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's been some more people, yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. People come, yeah, but uh, like I said, not everybody is a surfer. I'm, I'm mostly surfing very early in the morning, so it's mostly the same crowd you see very early in the morning, so. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah for, but if I look uh, to the, to the, to the waves and you know you see you see there have been some upcoming crowds but yeah it's not only supers and it's not only points that you have here uh, you have like 10 15 breaks along this seven kilometer stretch of, of coastline here so so you can pick your battles and, and and you don't even have to pick battles because you can surf alone in other places if yeah. you want yeah no. uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> So how did you get the idea for Surf Neutral, which I love? Maybe you want to tell everyone a little bit about um, what yeah, it is yeah, sure. and and yeah, how you came up with the idea. Exactly. Well, I, I arrived. So our trip in South Africa started in Durban, right? And I knew that Hugh Thompson, uh, he was a, he is a very well-known shaper here in South Africa. And I wanted a longboard from then, went to a surf shop there and, and basically... Um, and the guy from the surf shop said, "Yeah, he's not he's not here in, in Durban anymore. He's uh, he's in Jeffreys Bay." I said, oh, "Okay, fine. I'm I'm gonna pause. This is on our way to Cape Town because there I have my meetings uh, for the for the for our future and stuff like that. So I'm gonna pause JB and maybe I'm gonna meet him there. So our first night in JB, we hired a spot here and it was absolutely terrible. I had like my two daughters." But the place was disgusting, just absolutely disgusting. Yeah. There was, if I wanted to go to sleep, there was hair on the, or hair in the oh. bed of people, like blood on the cushions and stuff like that. So, oh, bro. I'm like, yes, this is not gift. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want to get out of this town here first thing in the morning. This is not for me. Well, I had a very good yeah. serve the first day because I was like, JB to to Nina's restaurant where then I met like all those freaking amazing longboards and old school surfboard on the roof and on the ceiling and I, I was inspired by by all this all, everything together but in the morning I left that place and um, I left the, the 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 place where we slept because I demanded to change the sheets and everything. So I said, listen, I'm not staying here for a week. I'm going straight back to the point. I'm going to take my longboard uh, and surf a bit. And there were two guys sitting on the bench uh, watching the waves. And I'm like, yeah, guys, you're obviously from here. To, you know, I'm new in town. I just arrived. Uh, do you know where, where I can find uh, Mr. Thompson? And uh, one of the guys said to me, yeah, I'm, it depends which Mr. Thompson, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I want uh, Hugh Thompson. And he's like, he pulled his hand out to me. He says, yeah, nice to meet you, bro. I'm like, what? Cool. <laughs> so That's that was awesome. Hugh Thompson just in front of me there. So we were like, oh, wow. God. so I told him the whole story about the previous night. And he said, you know what? I have a solution for you. One of my best mates here in town, um, is, has a, a cottage for you and the family. So we stayed there. This was a very lovely family, Gary Stevens. He was actually the first professional skater of uh, South Africa. 
his house was a museum uh, now with old wow. records and wow it was amazing playing good tunes so uh, this is was our place for the first two weeks here in south africa and, wow uh, wow this is man this is you know, meeting all those special people and and we're like, yo, getting to know each other, me and having an IT background. I'm like to Huey, we had awesome beers and, you know, and then I, say, I look at this website and I said, yo, you, you know, we can improve this and that. And yeah, we can. So I started creating a website uh, in WordPress for uh, for Huey. But uh, yeah, he, and then the same I found the same problem with, with other shapers here in town. So then I meet like yeah. the Sawyers, you know, Stephen Sawyer and his dad, the Sawyer. He's also amazing shapers here in J-Bay. Uh, and, a, and a couple of other guys, obviously, I'm Mikey Mayer and, and Dave Tridom from Rebel. So th- those are all very, very nice shapers. And, and But they all had the same problem. You know? They all didn't have a, a nice website. And, they didn't have the time for it or didn't want to invest in it and didn't have the knowledge yeah. to, to basically build build a website. And me as a surfer traveling here, I always ding my board, you know. So traveling yeah. with boards, we all know it's it's always. So I said, listen, I have a problem here where me as a surfer traveling with boards, dinging those things all the time. And then we have the shapers that basically don't have time to build websites so and stuff like that. So what if I built a blueprint for them so they can get an own website onto a platform where they can post their yeah. boards, keep track of their boards, keep track of the riders of their boards, and as such build history on their of their boards, right? Yeah. So this is where I came to the idea of connecting the, the server with the shaper because now we needed i wanted to build some a blueprint for the shaper where they can have a portfolio that the where they can show for free without with just putting putting in some some questions that that every journalist asks or every guy asks that comes some basic questions so people online know their experience how many boards they shaped uh what material do you prefer and so on and so on and then which location yeah. do you do you shape so those are all basic questions we ask to the shaper and which can just be answered with, with drop down menus so very simple right mm. and then when this is done they can just upload a board so like you do it on a instagram you know so you add a board on the system and you upload your pictures and then you can upload it and it's on your profile Right, so and then it's awesome. visible for all the all the surfers. So it's basically then a bit of an Instagram type of thing. But I didn't yeah. want that, so I'm like being into into those restaurants with all those old school boards, those vintage boards. I thought it was like I want to know like, hey, who was that shaper? And and then I thought, mm. listen, if we make like every board unique, because yeah, to start with my with, with my previous boss then eh? this whole uniqueness of the blockchain and everything i started like how can i build this project that it's compatible in the future with with this new technology that is upcoming so now we're Mm. talking about four years ago you know five years ago so we we started doing the basic work with the qr code and now now people are 
everybody needs his QR code in Europe. So now people are going to start to adapt on those QR mm. code things. So and we said, listen, every board that is uploaded, we're going to give it a QR code if there's no QR code in it, or we're going to allow the shaper to have decals, his own decal with the QR code. So he can laminate the decal into his board and then upload the board, take a picture of the QR code and have all this information on the board, right? I love so that now, idea. this QR code basically is the digital connection with the internet. So your physical board is now digitally connected to your profile, right? And to the information that you put in the board. If you want to have a, a, if you have a YouTube movie, for example, explaining your model, then you can add it to that QR code, which is for me. Oh, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, just, awesome. Just, just yeah. having all that information on that little code. So that was what we started off with for with for the for the for the shapers. So they can all do that on Surf Neutral, free of charge. Right. So that's all there. So and now Very cool. we, we, become, we come to the next step where we said we want surfers to ride surfboards from, from local shapers. So we can travel without surfboards, go to local shapers and try some of their boards if they want, right? Then the first thing was like, ah, you know, um, it's, it's hard to do that because not everybody knows how they serve my board. So uh, I get them back their things, then I need to fix them and stuff like that. So, so I said, yeah. listen, that's fine. So before I started the whole process of implementing this rental feature, we made agreements with, uh, with an insurance company that basically um, insures surfboard per hour or per day or per half day. Okay. So now a shaper can basically rent out his surfboards on surf neutral. So first he can digitize them, building its history. And now he can rent them out too. So surfers can find them, see who they are, see what boards they have. So imagine you have a, a very nice board that you want to have that board cost you $1,500, Imagine you can try one of those first to see if, if you like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you can rent it and then you, then the shaper can say, listen, here you go, this is my board. It's insured. If it's dinked, we're going to pay you all the dink costs, you know? Wow. So yeah, this Very is cool. this is the whole idea behind, behind um, Surf Neutral. And now the next step, obviously, is is, um, is a question that I had a lot: is is building a marketplace for for um, for surfboards. Right. That was my next question. That's awesome. I think it's a no. great idea. Yeah. So now we're, we're on the on the on in the process of 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 building the marketplace, and now with the latest technology that that came out in in. Uh, in the past two years, like the NFT, the non-fungible tokens, I'm, I'm sure you heard about it, or maybe not. Of course. Um, so yeah, no, of course, yeah. So yeah, so non-fungible. Maybe for the listeners, I will explain what the non-fungible. Yeah, token that's a good is, idea. Or, Do it. Right, so it's it's basically if you 
half a bill of a hundred dollar, right? It's exchangeable with another bill of a hundred dollar, right? So that is a fungible token. But if you were Kelly Slater and you're surfing a board that's been maybe Tomo, he made two of the same boards. I write this board, he had supers, and then Kelly Slater writes that same board at the, the Pipe Masters and he wins it. So now we're both gonna sell our boards. I bet Kelly Slater will get more money for his board than I do. <laughs> even if mine doesn't have anything, right? So those two surfboards are the same. The cost of making is the same, but because they've had a new trajectory, they're not exchangeable. So that's non-fungible, right? So now we're creating a marketplace where shapers can sell their boards as non-fungible tokens. So if a certain surfer serves it, and, and he is dead on, on this. Yeah, he, he accepts this board as a token too. Then he can exchange it in the future, um, in the, in the future for, or exchange a token, exchange the board or both, right? Or have sponsorship, you know, if, if a sponsor wants to um, go in there and then sponsor. But yeah, behind that, there's a lot of, there's some smart contracts that we're making, which are going to benefit uh, the shaper and the creator of the surfboard, right? So and right. that's what we're building now. So not a, not a normal marketplace. So we're going to do it on, uh, on, on, uh, based on NFTs. That's our first trajectory yeah. in the next, uh, in the next uh, couple of months, actually. Then from there, we're going to focus and see how that goes and see what the interest is, obviously. And, uh, but yeah, for us, yeah. I think it's going to open up a market because then obviously those QR codes get a, a really a meaning because then you can connect, scan the code, scan it, and then it's connected to NFT and stuff like that. So it's just, it's all connected, uh, you know. That's amazing. So in the in the scenario of the NFT, if if I were to buy that that you know the example board shape. So I, I'm a little confused. Would I then own, I would own the rights to that particular shape or to that particular iteration of the, well, of that shape? You're, you're going a bit further down our roadmap actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> an NFT basically is a, is just a, a, a picture, right? A picture on the internet right. or an MP4, right? So that's, that's, that's an NFT, right? It's just an MP, MP4, an MP, uh, a JPEG, a GIF, a PNG file. That's an NFT. So now we're building behind that. We're making the connection with the physical asset through the QR code. So that's the thing that we're saying, listen, this is a, a use case that we can use and where we can connect the physical board to a digital asset, right? So that's, yeah. that's what we're, we're doing. So now the next step is having obviously yeah, the boards in a, in a 3D file, right? Yeah. And that we need to basically then sell with the NFT. Yeah. But the 3D file, you can't, you can't 
attach it to an NFT because an NFT is only a picture or an MP4. So now we're building on a, on this solution where we're gonna attach and gate a 3D file. So the NFT is connected to the 3D file and so on. And then basically the owner yeah. of the NFT will be the owner of the file and the owner of the model. So, but now we're, we're basically walking a, bit, a few steps ahead, but this is what we're going uh, with. I, with uh, that's what's on our roadmap. Yeah, I think it's super exciting because, you know, I've done some shaping over the years and, you know, so you have these CAD files, basically, um, shapers files mm -hmm. that are you use to, if you have the, the blank CNC, right? So you send, send it to a CNC, which is a machine that cuts out the blank. So mm -hmm. the real, the sweet sauce and a lot of the board, a lot of the shapes is that CNC file, right? That's, that's kind of the intellectual property. So I, I exactly. mean, it would be an amazing, it would be an amazing uh, iteration because what happens now is if somebody gets hold of that CNC file, they can just reproduce your shape you know, and without exactly. any credit to the original shaper who actually created that particular iteration. Exactly. So if you could, if you could connect a smart contract to the C, the original CNC file that that then lives as that Kelly Slater surfboard, for example, in your example, and every mm -hmm. iter every time someone creates a board from that file, the original shaper, just like the original artist, would get a percentage, a small cut. That would be sick. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's the contract. That that's the smart contract we're making, actually. So I so, love it, bro. But first, I love it. we're going to do it for that. But, you know, that's why you can't go to, you need to build it from the ground up and start with the, with the neaty, the, the neaty details, you know, and yeah, it's easy for everybody to go to certain platforms and to create this NFT, but then for us, it's like, ah, we need to give credits to the creator, you know, to, to the yeah. shapers, to the people that have it. But if you that, do that with a 3D file, it's a whole different ball game because now you're talking about having files attached to NFTs, which, which we nearly dead on on doing you know so yeah so that's that's pretty cool yeah, but yeah it's step by step it. it's um this is our, yeah. our uh, go-to for 2022 actually and then we can sell yeah. custom surfboards and in, in many different formats you know so we have some plans on that which obviously i want to i will explain in the in the next one <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it, I think it's a great idea, bro. I mean, because you could yeah. really look. All of us, all surfers, they love two things, and I don't know which one they love more than the other. They love surfboards and they love waves, right? So yeah, exactly. You know, we all like we all spend a lot of time looking at surfboards, either you know, either thinking about buying them, thinking about surfing them, you know, just you know, admiring how they're made, how they're surfed. So I think having a whole marketplace for like, you know, surfboards in the NFT space is a beautiful idea because then it really, it already speaks to who your your customer is, right? Your customer is a shaper and a surfer. And then kind of this yeah, NFT exactly. thing is, is, you know, we all, 
you know, it'd be cool to say, oh yeah, I own that particular shape that was done by, you know, a particular shaper back in the day who's, you know, then kind of selling his shapes to the world, right? Um, like it, I, all uh, yeah. as a surfer, I wish I had, I just wish I had a picture of all the boards I've shaped or all the boards I've surfed and shaped in my life. Actually, I don't even have pictures of them. So, you know, you, I think in your idea for um, surf neutral uh, neutrals to, you know, like have a, a, like a physical picture of the board connected to, um, you know, this QR code is already such a great step because I'm sure a lot of surfers and shapers will, as your database grows, they'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that board I shaped last year and so-and-so bought and there it is there, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and even thought... you can see the, the surf history, right? So if you sell the board and that you can all do on surf neutral, it's there, you know, we've made it already. So if you transfer, you can transfer the board to your surfer, right? And then if the surfer accepts it on the other side of the world, you can see where your board is at while in a certain vicinity to protect the privacy of the surfer, right? But you can see in which area the board is at the moment. And as a surfer, you can build your surf map on surf neutral. So I can, if you go to my personal quiver on surf neutral, I have a board on or two on there that you can see, okay, he's been surfing here. He's been surfing there and you've been surfing there. So you can go to your own, boards right so this unique yeah. board on the internet and see where you've been surfing uh what what what, what particular uh, who owns the board because if i resell the board to you i can transfer it again so that's all there already so now it, it's just a matter of connecting into the other space which is oh the blockchain yeah yeah so very cool man yeah. love it love it bro thanks you're on. Yeah, it's a great idea, man. I'm glad you're doing it. Super. Yeah, stoked. it's been a, it's been a, it's complex and it's going very slowly because yeah, we, it's, it's all privately funded uh, also. So yeah, so it's all baby steps and we don't have large budgets to do marketing and all the marketing that we've done so far is it's just uh, some Instagram posts and and some some Facebook posts. So yeah, we hope slowly by the word of mouth that we. We get more traction and that people well, when we have the marketplace in, in, in place or if shapers feel like renting out some surfboards with insurance that they that they do because then we earn obviously a little percentage of every every rental and you know, of the nfc sales we also gonna ask a little commission uh, very cool i love it cool man i have a couple of uh kind of rapid fire questions I like to ask. Um, what was your first surfboard? Oh, it was a Brazilian longboard, but I don't know who shaped it. It was at like a you channel <laughs> in the front and a channel in the back. And I still have it. It's my, it's in Belgium. It's my go-to. It's the only board I still have over there. All the rest are here. Nice. But it works How pretty big well is it? for it. It's a yeah. 9.2. Oh man, and I remember it was a pro competition in 1999 in San Sebastian, and it was a guy. His, yeah. his fan, his van was full of boards, and he was like, "Hey, can you please, hey, come, can you please buy a surfboard? I need to pay my ticket home." And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, "Okay, uh, yeah, what do you have?" You know, and, and I was boogie boarding. I started with uh, boogie boarding, right? 
and you know, I said, oh, let me try that, that longboard here. So then I bought it and yeah, you know, I've been stoked about longboarding ever since. So awesome. Yeah. That's a great story, bro. Nice. What what's the best wave that you can remember that you ever you ever took? The best wave. Huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, right or left? <laughs> Either one. Whatever comes up, bro. You do uh, them both if you want. Yeah, uh, the best left I served was no doubt Gland in uh, Java. Yeah. For me, yeah. Uh, epic. Such and, a sick uh, wave. The number two for me is uh, Nias in uh, Indonesia, also in uh, Sumatra. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the third one is here, uh, Super Tube. Yeah. Front of our, uh, right at home, baby. Yeah, that's awesome. That's my top three. <laughs> yeah. I can't that's choose, a, actually. It's, uh, yeah. It's such a, that's a good, great memory. That's a great, that, that's a great top three, bro, for sure. If you could go back and give your younger self advice, what would it be? Buy Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. Yeah, that's a yeah, good advice. Good advice. Bro. Yeah, you know, I have a quick story on that. So early days, Bitcoin. Like I don't, I don't even, you know, first couple of years, I go. I, I, there's a gym here in town, and I go and I, and sometimes I sit in the hot tub afterwards. And I was sitting in the hot tub, and I started talking to this guy. I didn't know. And he, I was like, hey, how are you? He's like, oh, I'm good. I, I just wrote this book. And I was like, oh, yeah, what'd you write it on? And he's like, oh, I just wrote it on Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. like, dude, super early days, probably when Bitcoin was still maybe a hundred bucks, you know, something yeah, like yeah. that. Exactly. And he looked me in the eye. He looked me in the eye and he says, I don't, he says, whatever you think about my story, go home and buy a couple of Bitcoin right now is what he told me. Right? So that. dude. I was, I didn't, I didn't. I remember I went home, I went home and I researched it. And back then it was so hard to like, even figure out how to buy it. Right. It was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, Oh, I can't even dollar to a hundred dollar in two days. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, but that, you know, like what a, what an incredible, um, opportunity laid at my feet you know <laughs> and so my 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 lesson from that is the universe is always giving us advice and we just have to listen so yeah, yeah exactly yeah, it's, yeah uh, it's an exciting journey this technology uh, i've been i've been uh, working in in the high-tech industry i've been there from knew about the technology that we learned about it in the very start days i knew bitcoin saying was 25 30 dollars you know it was like wow ah, yeah. but yeah, you're um, you're so much into your own working world and your space and and you're like yeah. ah and then you don't even bother you know you're busy in creating the, yeah. the company for somebody else and uh you're just so focused uh, yeah that's how i was at the time you know but I learned a yeah, lot. We've been there, bro. I learned, yeah, I learned a lot about the technology and which which is cool to understand and which helps me and have helped me a lot in, in building uh serve neutral action. So Yeah. No. Very cool. So where can everyone find you? Surfneutral.com and then in the Instagram uh yes. we'll have surf, all these neutral. links in the show notes. Yeah, at surf neutral, right. cool. Yeah. And you know, at why that name? Just just as a 
departing because, question. Yeah, because we wanted to be neutral for all shapers, you know, and for ev yeah. every surfer too, you know. If if you paddle out and you you come in a lineup, you always have this. Sometimes people that look at you like, mm, ah. <laughs> you know, yeah. other people are very yeah. friendly, but we want to be neutral. You know, I'm neutral. I'm I'm. It's it's a neutral platform for every shaper. It's I don't pull anybody in front or back. You know, we're trying to be neutral for. We want to make it easier for surfers to find local shapers, and the shapers have a neutral place. They all have the same blueprint that they can build their website. So everything is neutral. It's it's yeah, no distinction yeah. between any. I like it. I love it. It's great for. It's a great message for the whole world. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right, brother. Thank yeah. you so much for the uh, for spending the time here. It was great to talk to you. I hope to share a wave with you at J Bay someday in the future. Oh, I love that place. Well, and, if you um, pull in, uh, let me know for sure, Derek. It would be. I will. Cool I will, bro. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. man. You take care. Thank you very take much. Take care, brother. Thank you. Have you a got wonderful uh, twenty twenty two. Thank you for you inviting. Too, uh, thank you for inviting me on the show. Uh, it was really my pleasure to, to be there and to share my story. Awesome, our story. Thank you, brother. Yeah, man. Cheers, man. Thanks for listening to another episode of Saltwater High. Please take a moment and go leave us a review on your favorite podcast network. We'd really appreciate it, and it would help spread the stoke. Also, one last reminder, go to wavetribe.com for surf gear, surf travel articles, and lots of other stoke. See you guys. See you in the water. Peace out.